Welcome to the Mystic Fool. <laughs> I'm Martin Worth, and this is the Mystic Fool. Alrighty, so in this episode, I want to talk about soul contracts. A friend of mine, Vincent, asked me to do a podcast on soul contracts. Thank you, Vincent. Uh, look, I don't have an opinion on soul contracts. I've heard of them, obviously. I have never had a client, you know, in a healing session where one came up. Um, and all my work with clients, it's never come up. You'd think a soul contract would have popped up at some stage. I've had all sorts of agreements with all sorts of things. Uh, entities, spirits, what have you, um, but never have I come across a soul contract. So yeah, I thought, okay, I'm going to throw all my uh, my my prejudices and beliefs out the window, and uh, look at this fresh. Is there such a thing as a soul contract? And if there is, what purpose does it serve? There's a lot of terminology around these days. Um, you know, one of the uh, things that people said about the podcast when I first started it was saying there's so much information out there, so much false information, so much contradictory information. And there's a lot of terminology out, out there around, you know, what we might want to call loosely the new age movement. Maybe it's something to do with there being so much technology and so many people can put their opinions out there. And I guess I'm putting my opinion out here now. You know, I've spoken about twin flames. I've done an episode on karmic relationships. I've done a episode on past life relationships. Uh, when it comes to um, to soul contracts, generally I think people see these as an agreement made prior to this lifetime between, obviously, two souls, it being a soul contract. Um, so I guess it's inferred that um, the contract is either made in a past life, um, down the ancestral line, or in between lives. In my experience, most things in spirit serve a purpose. And whenever there's been an agreement made, uh, it's always been for the agenda of one or the other. Um, and I've never come across an agreement that wasn't in some way binding or limiting. So, yeah. In trying to keep an open mind on this, the first question I ask is, why do soul contracts exist? If they're a thing, what purpose do soul contracts serve? Uh, within this life, within others' lives, within this dimension... I guess the main contract that we make is that we agree to come here. We choose our parents and therefore obviously choosing the time and conditions 
of our of our birth into this dimension um, I believe wholeheartedly for a purpose I believe we have a blueprint for this lifetime um, but I don't believe that blueprint is set in stone you see I believe that as souls which is what we are within this lifetime we are a soul you're the sum of the ancestral line your thoughts, feelings and emotions and all the assumptions and beliefs that you've created within this lifetime and you have a purpose, a blueprint but a friend of mine, uh, David Bauer he's the Lemurian healing uh, fellow created that, that, um, that modality David Bauer had a, a great um, analogy of, uh, of life blueprint He said it's like going on a holiday. And when you go on a holiday, you know where you're going. Planet Earth. You know when you're going. And um, pretty much, you might even know, loosely speaking, who you're going to meet, where you're going to stay. You've got some travel plans to do this, that or the other. Uh, You know which hotel you're going to be in. You know. So pretty much you've got a you've got a a plan, a blueprint, an agenda. <laughs> and you know but the minute you uh hit the airport and your flight's delayed, um or you know, your luggage ends up in Canada and you end up in Santa Fe, um, you stay at a hotel that's absolutely crap, so you have to check out of that hotel and you break that agreement. Uh and you check in somewhere else some of the people you were going to meet just don't show up. Some of the trips are cancelled and you go on different things, meet different people and do different things and, um, and have a really great time. And at the end of your holiday, when you go home, what do you talk about? Talk about all the, all the things that went wrong, all the experiences, all the learnings that you had. And that is how I see this life. So if there are soul contracts, what if the other soul doesn't show up? Does it matter? Maybe you uh, bump into someone else to uh, have some fun with, whatever it might be. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Look, because I'm not sure, and I've never come across one, a soul contract that is. I did some research and I thought, what are other people saying about soul contracts? And in honour of my friend Vincent, who asked me to do this podcast, I'm going to give this a red hot burn and be completely unbiased. Um, (laughs) That's what I thought anyway. (laughs) And I really tried to find um, something out there on the internet that would somehow resonate in some way that didn't have a whole stack of um, spiritual assumptions um, and mistruths in it. Uh, and the best one that I found um, was, uh, was this one. And they said, I'll just read it through. Hey? They said, soul contracts are based on the notion 
that before incarnating into a new body, our souls correspond with other souls. During these prenatal meetings, human souls negotiate agreements to collaborate and develop further on earth. They decide who will be their teachers and what lessons they will need to learn in life. Before the soul enters the fetus, it communicates with its future parents about factors like health, history and family behaviour patterns. This way, when they are born into their families, they can assimilate into their environment more easily. These soul contracts are not meant to last forever. When the agreement is up, souls go back to heaven or another spiritual world before creating a new one. Every soul can make at least one soul contract. If they don't, their power is severely diminished. There are three distinct soul contracts, karmic, soulmate and twin flame. <clears throat> While you can change or break your existing soul contract with a lot of effort, you cannot make a new soul contract in your human life. It's formed by your soul family before you were born as a human. Okay, guys, this was the one, this was the best one that I could find. This one didn't have a whole lot of, um, whole lot of, um, <laughs> this one had a whole lot of stuff in it that is just not right. But this was the one that had the least amount of stuff that wasn't right. So look, okay. Soul contracts are based on the notion before incarnating into a new body that our souls correspond with other souls. Well, guys, um, you are a soul in this incarnation. You are the sum of the ancestral lines of the mother and the father. You are the collaboration of all your thoughts, feelings and emotions within this lifetime. Okay, you have past lives, don't you? But in each of those past lives, you are a different soul. It's not you who was born back in the 1800s as a cowboy or who went waging battle axe wars with the, with the Vikings back in the whatever century that was. You're, in a past life, you're a different soul. Um, the term soul is often bandied around um, and equated with spirit, but I, I tell you, I tell you, my friends, that spirit and soul are not the same thing. The soul is an instance of an incarnation within a lifetime. Um, spirit is that thread. It, the past lives that you've had and the future lives that you will have are the past and future lives of your spirit. So if anyone's collaborating um, before incarnating into a new body, it's spirit that is collaborating before you, you enter into a body, before spirit enters into a body. And when spirit enters into the body, it becomes you. Okay. All right. So, you know, prenatal meetings with the human souls negotiating. Yeah, okay. We've spoken about blueprints. Hey, we've also spoken that you, um, you, choose, your, um, you choose your parents. 
you know, you, spirit, chooses your parents. Um, and I don't think spirit collaborates with, uh, with the parents about health history and family behaviour patterns. This sounds kind of more like a counselling session that you might have as a child <laughs> with your parents, maybe. And it's certainly not so that you can assimilate into the environment more easily. Uh, look, some people land into into this soul incarnation like a jumbo jet landing in the middle of a city. It's chaos from the minute they're conceived, you know? Um, mum and dad not getting on, thinking about having an abortion. Uh, my God, there's nothing easy for some people when they, when they come into this lifetime. Um, so... Yeah, I know I'm pulling this to pieces, but the words I have here are based on a lot of research. Um, yeah. So soul, another next paragraph, soul contracts are not meant to last forever. Yeah, that's fair enough, because a soul doesn't last forever. The energy of you, when you die, your soul energy will assimilate into the collective experience of your spirit. But yeah... You won't last forever. You'll be like a cool movie that spirit will look back at occasionally. You'll be the collective experience um, of all the souls that spirit has uh, incarnated into. I like to express it um, like, you know, imagine you are spirit. You are higher self. Go to your wardrobe and look at all the outfits that you've got. Look at all the shoes that you've got. And shoes particularly... They represent souls. They have souls. Come on, shoes have souls. <laughs> if you look at all the shoes you've got and you look at your joggers and you think about the exercise that you did and the fun runs that you ran, all the training that you did, you look at your going out shoes and you think about all the fun you had going out to places, clubs, pubs, wherever. You look at your sneakers and think about, you know, the relaxing days, walking along the beach. You look at your, uh, yeah, you get the idea. You look at your slippers and think about, you know, cosy nights in front of the fire. You know, you can only wear one pair of shoes at a time, hey? So just imagine that you are higher self, looking at those shoes and looking at the experiences that you have each time you step into those shoes, different shoes for different occasions. That's how I see it. Different souls for different reasons, for different experiences. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll skip the thing about souls going back to heaven because uh, that's getting a little bit religious, isn't it? As it says in this, uh, in this thing here. Uh, look, it says every soul can make at least one contract and if they don't, their power is severely diminished. Oh, come on. No. <laughs> so if you don't make a soul contract, your power is severely diminished. I don't think so. This is ridiculous. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, look, that's the best one I could find. And um, it's, full of, it's full of spiritual mistruths. I'm sorry, guys. You know me. I'm a bit like that. Hey, I really, 
I really um, really find it hard to to listen to uh, to the uh, the bullshit that's out there that is nothing but a smokescreen to confuse you and I and distract us from the path. Hey, crikeys. You don't want to be locked into any contracts in this life. You come into this life with a blueprint. You've got an idea about what you're going to do. You've got an idea about who your parents are. That's a, that's a choice, you know, and the circumstances. And as far as I'm concerned, that's where any contract finishes, that you agree to come into this lifetime with those parents, obviously in that time frame. And obviously in those circumstances, financially, um, genetically, etc., etc. You know, see, the problem is that um, soul contracts, they really fly in the face of free will. And if anything, in this time, this space, we are here to exercise our free will. You know, spirit doesn't, doesn't, judge you yes or no what you do I mean the law might your neighbours might your family might but there's all this bunch of souls all trying to get on or not trying to get on spirit has no judgement hey you know you take a life you um, more than likely are going to um, suffer the spirit of that being whose vehicle you destroyed. Uh, yes, I believe in karma. And I believe that we need to balance out um, past deeds. And, you know, look, in some ways, I say I believe in karma. I'm not sure. I'm going to research it. You know, some people say that if you've been... Uh, abusive in a past life you'll come into this life to be abused oh yeah nah I don't know I don't know guys that's another subject hey um I think if we believed in karma as a thing let's say you were uh, an abusive husband in a past life so you come in to this life as a woman to be abused to get your karma paid back I don't like that idea I don't like it at all if there's any karma if I if you were and speaking to the ladies here if you as a female in this life in a past life were a male that was abusive let's take it that far that you're here as a female to experience the other side of things I don't think you need to be abused to make up for your past, for your spirit's past. It's not even your spirit's, for another soul's transgressions from another life. That's not even anything to do with you. Hey, it's a past life. It's not you. Yeah, blow it off. <laughs> oh yeah look if we had these agreements in place these soul contracts in place to come down to earth to live out these sort of predetermined 
uh, little plans and things rolling along. My God, it'd be so boring, wouldn't it? You know? Yep, you've got to marry that person. You've got to break up with them because of this. And then you've got to marry another person and hang out with someone else. And Yeah, I, nah, no, don't get it, don't get it. Okay. Look, guys, we do come here with a plan. We do have a mission. The blueprint. When we arrive in this world, we are, um, other than having a blueprint, getting back to the holiday idea, you're like a tourist landing in a foreign country. You ain't got a clue what the road signs say. You haven't got a clue what other people are saying. You've got to learn the language. You've got to learn the lay of the land. You've got to learn how everything works. Particularly if you're going to stay there for a while and not just hang around the, you know, air quotes here, English speaking or whatever language is your native language, English speaking people in the hotels and the tourist spots, you know. When you land on this earth, you've got to learn how it works. And in learning how it works, we make mistakes, we make assumptions, we create beliefs that are not necessarily even true. This is the fun of this dimension. You know? Do you attract people to you? Yes, you do. By your very vibration. Through the assumptions and beliefs that you've created. It's a process called individuation and that's on my list of podcasts to talk about. So I believe that any agreements that come through time that might be called soul contracts are not agreements made between lives. I can't even fathom that they can be agreements made from past lives. And I don't think we made agreements with our ancestors. The only agreement that I can really see is the agreements that we made, that spirit made, to uh, to choose those parents. With this plan, this blueprint, to go forth into this life, to have some fun, learn some lessons and work out how to navigate a world where there is free will. You're not a tree that can't move. You're not an animal that runs on just instincts. You're a human being with a brain and free will. And sometimes it might be easy to sort of think everything's predetermined or you've made these agreements, you're with this crappy partner because it's for your own karmic good. But no, I say it's not. I've got nearly 800 documented client sessions where we've worked through past lives, ancestral stuff, we've cleared entities, spirits, gone back to ancient times when people did curses and magic and and I've never ever ever once come across a situation where a person agreed to come back into this life with someone from a past life to clear something up 
yeah that's my opinion on soul contracts <laughs> hey look you know like I said at the beginning I've never really even much thought about soul contracts because they've never come across my uh, my radar before I don't know that I've got any um, I don't know anyone that has any but I do know a lot of people that think they have and are stuck in bad situations because if it's a soul contract it justifies the situation maybe gives them a gives them a fuzzy feeling knowing that perhaps there's there's something here that's beyond their control and that it's got to put up with this shit maybe it's an excuse um, all contracts sorry all agreements are valid through all time and space if you think you've got a soul contract going on with someone that's not in your best interest then break it break the agreement and if you don't know how to do that give me a call I'm happy to help you can uh, email me at themysticfool at martinworth.com um, I'm sure it's easy to find my phone number if you want to give me a call or uh, yeah we're not here to suffer guys we're here to thrive we're here to do good we're here to make choices not just for our benefit but for the benefit of the greater good let's do that thank you for listening so if you enjoyed this podcast please like it please subscribe to my channel <laughs> please put comments below because that helps in the whole algorithm thingy bobby um, yeah send me an email to the mystic fool at martinworth.com with your thoughts and feelings uh, anything you think that you would like me to talk about in these podcasts let me know I will respond and I will talk about topics that you asked me to talk about so yeah thank you love you hope the best for you and uh, I'll catch you see ya <laughs>